this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez, and I'm always excited and thrilled for you guys to be with me today on this beautiful Wednesday morning. And here in Alabama, it's a little cold today, actually. So it's beautiful, but very cold. And I'll tell you, our weather's crazy. The other day it was, it actually got up to 70 and 71 degrees, and now we're back down to the uh, low 30s. And so it's, you never know what to expect here in Alabama. Alabama will definitely surprise you, I'll tell you. So um, I'm excited, though, to be with you guys today because I am nice and warm in my office (laughs) and I hope you're nice and warm in your office or home as well but I'm thrilled today to be with you guys I really am and so and also let me just say this to you you know a big shout out actually to those in um, Taiwan because I have a lot of followers in Taiwan a lot of people I've spoken to throughout the years I've preached at you know when I used to go to Taiwan and just a lot of our what I call family over in Taiwan so big shout out to those amazing people that right now they're probably asleep (laughs) listening to me in the morning time but a big shout out to them as well. And um, and also, I'm excited to be with you guys today because I'm going to talk to you guys about my new book for March. Now, I know we're in the middle of March, but I wanted to talk about that today because it's very important to understand and to take note that you do not have to be stressful. And I think sometimes in life, especially here in the in the Western world, really anywhere in the world, you know, it's like life begins to bring forth and open up those doors to throw things at us to sort of knock us out of gear. Correct? You know, if we're like in, you know, if you're driving a car and you're in the proper gear you're supposed to be in, those old timey cars we have, like the you have to shift into first, second, third, fourth, you know, uh, and and if you and if you don't turn it, if you don't sort of move it into the next gear, what happens is, guess what? You're going to strip the engine, and you don't want to be able to do that because you want to make Make sure you know you have the right timing to hear the sound to know when to be able to shift it into the next gear and so that's sort of how life is if it is not I mean life is all about knowing how to shift it into the proper aligned uh, gear so to say of what is presented before you in the next season and God does actually move within us uh, seasonally and because of that there's a lot of different things throughout the kingdom of God that actually is beckoning us to, to listen and beckoning us to come up hither and to hear and to see. You know, when we deal with, let's say, for example, a law of attraction and thoughts become things and knowing how biblical it is, you know, we have to begin to, to, to take into accountability that God looks at us to say, you know, you should be discerning enough to know when your seasons are shifting and know what to think about to be able to attract the right thing into your life, but also know what to move into. And so a lot of times we have have to have the ear to see, ear to hear and eye to see to where we know exactly what it is in that season we should be focusing on or put another way thinking on because if you think of focus and thinking and prayer it's pretty much all the same thing because of the fact that when you pray before God you're actually making that petition known to God as the Bible says you're actually calling out and calling forth uh, to the atmosphere and to the kingdom of God and to the Heavenly Father exactly what it is that you are sensing that needs to happen that season uh, what needs to you know what the tools you need the creative um, you know design uh, with inside of you that needs to be able to be brought to your attention your awakening your awareness to where you're able to know what to move into that season what to create that season uh, and you can't move into something until you begin to co-create it with the father and so knowing that you got to begin to really have an ear to hear and an eye to see and for example 
you know, um, one of my nephews, actually, uh, him and his wife had a baby uh, the other day. And uh, beautiful, beautiful child. And, and if you, knowing that you have to take into accountability what season you're moving into, right? So naturally, we can see in the natural with our own eyes and ears that when she had a baby, then we know, guess what? You're now a dad, right? Hey, you're now a dad. You're now a mom. So what happens is the whole persona changes. Everything begins to shift. So life as it was three days ago, before the baby even came out, guess what? Life was totally different. Even though there was preparation mode, you still, for lack of better words, will say legally and are not a dad or mom yet, right? Until that baby's born, then you're a mom, then you're a dad. And so we have to know that even though the, the baby is... Um, alive and, and the baby is pretty much at its fullest grown peak when it deals with getting ready to get out of the womb, it still doesn't mean that the mom's the mom or dad's a dad because really they're not yet until that baby comes out of the womb. Until the baby is manifested in the natural, their titles still remain as husband and wife, not mother and father yet. That's why they say, oh, you're, you're soon to be dad. You're soon to be mom. But yet, guess what? The baby's alive though, right? Is the baby not alive? If the baby is alive, then why wouldn't you be a dad at that moment? When Why wouldn't you be a mom at the moment? You're technically not because you're going to become a dad. Because the moment something manifests in the natural, then all of a sudden something begins to be seen and the titles begin to shift and change. And so when you think about prayer and you think about thinking and, 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 and these type of um, definitions, then you have to understand that you're, you might not feel like you are this in the natural, but yet technically the baby's alive behind the scenes. So in other words, the baby, as far as your, uh, your dreams, your goals, uh, your visions, your aspirations, you know, the very thing that God has promised you through prophetic words, whatever, it's really alive and kicking, right? Nobody looks at a mom who is nine months pregnant and do, let's say today and say, well, you know, I don't see a baby. So you, you, you know, I don't, I don't, what's going on here with you? You know, you're just big, you're just fat. What's going on? You know, <laughs> part of my expression of that, but well, we definitely want to use the word fat with, with a woman, right? But on the other hand, though, it's the understanding of what they're saying is they sense they don't see the baby, but they, they can look and tell that there's something within her that is alive and well and kicking, right? And so they just know that they know that, that it's not here yet. But even though they can't see the baby, they can see a little bit of the persona, you know, of the shouting effect, let's say, of the mother's belly, knowing that any day now, you know, we're going to see the baby. We're going to see what we can't see at the moment. So when you think about prayer and stuff, that's why we, we make our petition known to God. We're praying for things that we know is real. And, and when people ask me, well, how do I make prophetic words alive and well? You know, how do I make them manifest? How do I make, you know, with law of attraction, whatever it is you want to call it, you know, calling those things that be not as though they were, how do I do that? And I said, well, first of all, you have to understand, number one, it's alive. Your, your destiny, your vision, you know, everything that you're believing for, it is fully, we'll say, at this term, uh, to be birthed forth. So it's alive and well. It's got a, it's got a heartbeat. It's alive. And knowing that, you have to begin to realize that you have to be able to understand that what it is that you're believing for is fully alive. Because it really is alive. Just because you can't see it doesn't make it not real. If you can't see it doesn't mean it's not, it's not the real deal or that it's not a life changer, right? And so you believe by faith. 
And even though you don't see it, you have to understand the persona of the perception of feeling the fat. So, for example, if 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 a girl or guy is around a mother who's, or excuse me, a lady who is nine months pregnant, uh, and they, most of the time they'll say, "Oh, look, the baby's kicking." You want to feel it, so you can feel the baby, but you can't see that. How do you know it's not an alien in her belly? How do you know she, it's just not a big tumor that's alive, right, or something that's breathing and growing in her? You know, like some kind of sci-fi movie. How do you know that? How do you know it's her tr truly baby? because you just believe by faith. You just know that, well, women have children, right? But the key thing is you still have to believe by faith that when you, you want to feel the baby kicking, that you just know the moment you touch her belly, you're like, this is the baby kicking. <laughs> so, but how do you know that? You can't see the baby. For goodness sake, think about it, folks. You're just, you're on autopilot of what you just know is just real for humanity. It's just, it's just real. It's just, it's just natural. It's normal. It's real for a mother to have a child in the sense of, or lady to have a child, excuse me, to become a mother. And so because of that, you just take it as just automatically a highest level of faith to say it just is what it is. But what happens when you believe it, begin to put all that behind the truth of something that is just as alive and well, if not more alive, behind the scenes in the spirit realm? You just have to go on autopilot to say, it just, it just is what it is. It's alive. It's, I mean, my future, my destiny, my prophetic word, what I believe in God for, you know, in order for me to attract it, I just got to not really just believe. I just got to know that it's just real, that it's real, right? And nobody lays hands on a, on, a, on, a, on a woman's belly and says, are you sure that's a baby? You sure it's not a dog or a cat? Or is there a car inside your belly? You sure, like, you deal with abducted by aliens? I mean, you know, no one's, pardon my language, dumb enough to, to think that, right? They just go into autopilot just knowing it is natural. It is just natural, natural for a woman to have a baby. You know, um, and so when you when you go that route, you have to begin to know this is just it's not even the new normal. It is just the normal. It's just the norm. So why don't we believe it's just the norm when God speaks something to us? When something in our lives we're believing God for, we we believe we need to have in that season. We we understand, you know, by our own mind, our own sort of language, you know, that this is real. But yet we don't believe it's actually just normal, you know, to be able to just know, oh, this prophetic word, oh, it's just normal, it's just normal. It's 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 real. It's alive, you know. Just all I gotta do is just bring it over into the natural. That's you know, just bring it over. That's all you have to do. Just bring it over. But it's true. And the moment you begin to to bring that over, you don't have to, you know, just believe that you're sitting here going, oh, by faith in Jesus' name, I believe by faith I received, and it's going to manifest for me, you know, blah, 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 blah. Because what you're doing is, is your my question would be this, are you trying to convince yourself? Because that type of language is not what we use when a woman is pregnant and she's nine months. We don't go up to the, to the mother, or to the woman, excuse me, I can't get on the mother because she's going to become a mother. We don't go up to the woman and say, I just believe you just, I just believe with you, dog daughter woman that you're you're pregnant and that and that big lump in your in your in your stomach we just believe it's a baby we just bind demons away from it from you and and we just believe it's a girl or boy i just speak you know i mean you don't do that kind of stuff you know the person be like hello can you not tell that I'm pregnant. You know, I know this thing is real for me inside. You don't have, need to be questioning and binding demons and, and trying to, you know, uh, get discernment from God. I mean, you just, I, I know I'm carrying the baby in my belly. So it's, it is just real. I don't need all your hype, right? And a lot of times we bring it, we begin to bring all the hype into it. Why? Just to kind of, to really work ourselves up to a frenzy? Yes, but also to convince our own selves. And if you've got to convince yourself, hey, you know what? I'm going to say this. Go for it. 
If that's needed, go for it. But there has to be a point in your life when you let that stuff die and you just believe that it's just, it's just, it's literally just normal. This is just, this is reality. When you live in the kingdom, then you understand that the reality is the norm. You don't have to work yourself up to a frenzy and I just speak that into being. Well, you don't have to speak into being if it's already in my belly and I'm nine months. I, I know what's in me. So don't need you to have to sort of stir yourself up, you know? So, so the woman knows it's real for her. It's just the norm for her, right? It's exciting. It's adventurous and she's, you know, like elated, but, but yet she knows it's real. She knows it's in her. And that's the key thing with prayer and law of attraction and believing by faith is, is just knowing that is this really something you're having to pump yourself up about? Or are you just not just looking and saying it's just the norm? Because when you say it's the norm, what you're doing is you're moving in the highest level of faith possible to just know it's truly your faith has crossed over to just know what is truly the norm for you. And when you understand the norm, you're at your highest peak of faith. But when you have to sort of stir yourself up and build yourself up, that's great, wonderful. And if you need that, seriously, do it. And I'm encouraging you to do that if, if you're not there yet. However, there has to be a point in life down the road when we put away childish things, grow up into maturity to say, this is just the norm for me. I mean, if God says it, then it's, it is the norm. If I'm believing it, that I know that I know that I know I need this in the season, it should be just the norm for me to say, oh, it's already here. I mean, it's already here. So I don't have to convince myself. I don't have to work myself up to a frenzy. Nor do I have to convince anyone else around me because they're not the one having the baby. I am, right? No no woman's going to gonna look at another person who's talking to them and, 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 and say, oh my gosh, well, who's having the baby? Well, where's the baby going to come from? Well, it's the one that you feel inside of you, that you know is real, that you've never seen. That's why your stomach gets big, right? Because you know it's inside of you. But the idea is, how do you know it's really a baby inside of you? Does, do you think a woman in her nine months feels things in her and she's like, oh my God, I got this really big tumor. It's moving. Or, you know, or, or you know, I wonder, do you think I was abducted by aliens if they're real? You know, I mean, you know, uh, or something is alive in me, you know, is it a demon? I mean, you know, nobody, no woman does that. She just knows, you know, hey, I know what I did <laughs> to get this way. <laughs> and I just, I'm just pregnant. It is what it is. And when you go that route, you're moving in the highest, we'll say frequency, the highest vibration, the highest level of faith to say that this is is just the norm for you and now you might be saying how does all this relate to being stress-free I'm glad you asked that question because when you move into that place then you will definitely not have stress if you have to build yourself up in the sense of constantly I just come I just bind every devil I just know it's real I just know it's real I just you know bind every devil and this is what God says I'm gonna have this is what God then what do you think that sounds like to you it sounds like you're building yourself up in a frenzy, not by faith. It sounds like that you're actually uh, creating an environment for stress because you're getting emotions involved. You're getting things involved. And when you get things involved in you, then you, then you begin to realize, you know what? I'm actually doing something that I really should not be doing of what God's called me to. So why don't I just put away all that stuff? Because trust me, when you get, when you, when you tell a child no, oh, they kick, they scream, they yell, they say they hate you, they love you, they run to their bedroom, they do whatever, right? They pitch a fit. You know, why do we do the same thing even though we're not pitching a fit, but we're still just sort of building ourselves up into a frenzy? What do you think it's doing for our body and our mind? It's not calming the body, the mind. And yet Jesus said, peace be still. He didn't look at the storm and say, I don't know what's causing this. It's the spirit of a wind demon, uh, the spirit of a rain demon, you know, um, oh, uh, you know, hail's all opened up. Oh, we're not under an open heaven, open portal. He, he didn't talk about all that junk. 
And I'm going to be honest with you, it's nothing but pure junk because it's not biblical. What did he do? He just looked at it and said, peace, be still. Bam, there it is. And he went about his day. He didn't have to extend his hands and say, by the power vested in me, I just command that devil to, you know, blah, blah, blah is what I call it. He didn't have to do all that stuff. He just said, peace, be still. Why? Because he wasn't about to disrupt his wholeness and his identity. He wasn't about to disrupt his emotional status, which was remaining in peace and joy. He's like, I know my authority. I don't have to do that kind of stuff, nor do I have to create an environment that, that is conducive to demonic because I'm calling them into play, calling them into existence, calling them basically to come to me. If I yell for my dog or my cat and I say, I have a cat named Prince. If I say, Prince, 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 guess what? That cat's going to come to me. So the, so the more that you, you, you get in this warfare-minded mood and you're like, you know, I command that devil. Well, guess what? You're like, oh, I'm sorry. Does my call me? Oh, let me come to you for a moment. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And Jesus never did that. Never did that. Never. And so you've got to begin to realize exactly how to live stress-free, how to be able to pray properly, how to begin to look at life and remain in your peaceful state of existence that God has called you to do. And these things in this book will help you to be able to eradicate all of that stuff. I deal with business and family and I deal with, you know, once again, jobs and just friendships. I deal with everything that deals with, basically it's a, it's a blueprint to know how to eradicate the stress of your life. One of the things I'll close with today on this, on this note of stress is this, is if you want to be able to learn to live stress-free, You've got to focus on the vision. You've got to focus on the main thing that you're looking towards that you know is, is real for you. So all of this today in this podcast is aiming just towards that one title and that one chapter alone. And that is focusing on the vision. When you focus on one thing, you're going to get tons of other things all around you, north, south, east, and west. They're all going to come in your way just to distract you, get you fragmented, you know, because all of that is nothing more than just stress coming upon you. That's all it is. It's, in, it's, it's, it's wanting to invite its buddies and its pals and its friends, which is stress, and it wants to come in. But the moment you get your eyes off of the prize of the high call, when the moment you get your eyes off the vision, the focus, what happens is the moment you do, then you're inviting stress because if you don't stay focused on what you know for you is real and just really the norm that everything else around you will just will, will will disrupt and learn to and, and teach you to disrespect your focus do you hear that because things that are distractions and stress is only there to cause you to disrespect your focus how do you disrespect it you don't pay attention how would i disrespect my wife or my husband when they're home from work what would I do? I would disrespect her. I would disrespect him. I disrespect my children. Whatever the case may be, I would disrespect them by not giving them attention. No wonder why we have kids today that grow up and they're like, I'm void of love because I never got that attention. Because you, because that's what brings peace is knowing when you know you're loved, no matter what comes your way in life, you can, your mind will automatically reflect back on the love and, and, and the, and the being held part and the attention that you're given. Because that is your strength. That's your groundwork. That's your foundation is I knew I was loved. And so therefore you might not mentally go there to say, Oh, this is not a problem at 50 years old. You're not going to look and say, this problem at work is not going to cause me stress because I was held by my mom at three years old. You know, people be like, what are you talking about? What, how does that have to, what does apples and oranges have to do with this? You know, uh, and, and you know, these are apples versus oranges. And so when you see that, you, but you have to realize mentally, subconsciously, because when you're loved and you're held and you are given attention, you grow up empowered. 
Because then empowerment is letting you know, I can take on the world because I know I'm accepted. I know I'm loved. And that's really the truth of the matter with any of us and all of us of our, of our lives, of our existence. And so from that, you have to begin to look and say, wait a minute, hold on. If I want to be stress-free, I've got to focus and give the attention and the love and the honor and, and, and just give it all the respect I need of what I know is real for me. And that is what my vision, that is what, what God said to me. That is what, what I know I need in the season. What I know is part of my destiny, what I'm believing for, what my goal is. You, you feed into it. And that means everything else, everything around and everything and anything around you will automatically be lessened because you know that your, that your vision can't be distorted or distracted because it is being fed love from you. Whatever you feed into something, you will empower it, positive or negative. So if I feed into my vision and the, my promises and got from God and my goals, then if I feed it love, it's going to grow powerful and nothing can destroy it. Just like if I'm given love and I'm given acceptance growing up, I'm going to be empowered to take on the world, right? But anytime that I'm fragmented and don't and don't receive that love and don't receive the hugs and the kisses and the and proud of you, you know, growing up, then everything else in life will reflect that because I will look at those things and I'll and I will feel as if I'll sort of feel that rejection again. You know, oh, that boss is rejecting me. You know, I, I, you know that promotion is given to somebody else because because I don't deserve it. You know, I wasn't given that opportunity because I don't deserve it. And so everything reflects in your whole creation when it deals with that. So you want to be able to move over and feed your vision, feed the destiny, feed your life, feed the hope and the bright future. Give it the love that it needs. Nurture it with the power and strength that you've been given by God. And you'll find where it will take off. It will grow and it'll be strong enough to take on anything that, throw, that, goes, that, that is thrown at it. And you have to be able to continue to focus on it. And don't disrespect it by looking at other things around you. What would happen if I was growing up and my mother you know, was giving the neighbor's kids attention and buying them Christmas presents and loving on them and not buying me anything and not giving me love, not telling me that she's proud of me, never hugging me, never kissing me, nothing. I'm going to grow up so fragmented and, and just so dysfunctional because of the fact that that was my mother. I deserve that, not them, you know? That, was for, that should have been from their mother. And so I will always compare and reflect that to everything in my whole life, the rest of my life, until I get healed and be made whole. So everything needs love. So you've got to begin to feed love into your vision. And when you focus on it, you are helping the vision to become stronger and to stay focused on it growing because you're watering it. But then it also reflects on your own strength because you're recognizing, i got to focus on things that are of good report. I got things that are praiseworthy and that's and that's praiseworthy. That's a good report for you is your future, your hope and a bright future. Not the distractions around you and everything that's thrown at you. Those things do not deserve it. What deserves it is the focus that God has given you in your life. So I would highly recommend every one of you go into the website right now, identitynetwork.net, and actually downloading this book, Blueprint Blueprint for a Stress-Free Life. Blueprint for a Stress-Free Life. Or you can order the paperback book. I'll be glad to autograph it if I'm in the office. And you can call the office if you want to and order it. And my team will be glad to take the order for for the ebook or and or the book. But I really want to encourage each one of you. This book holds a lot of revelation and a lot of insight and wisdom that would help you in every area of your life to be able to live that stress-free life that God is wanting you to live. So 
Let this book help you, heal you, and make you whole today in Jesus' name. So, by the way, thank you as always for tuning into our podcast. And as I close, I, I feel like everybody around the world joins in with me saying this. And let's do it together. And that is what? If you don't like your day, change your thoughts and you'll change your life. God bless. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.